Welcome into another episode of We're Talking Tonight. We're talking football with, I was about to say Cajun Dave Amato, but uh, <laughs> Raging Dave. Cajun, Raging Dave. I, I, Dave I, go with, I go by any of them. It doesn't matter. As long as you're not calling me something else, we're okay. Uh, it's only off the air that, you know, I, 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 I say <laughs> those things about you. So uh, how's it going, man? It's going good. Uh, I have to apologize to our three fans that uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't able to uh, come on last week. Uh, work was crazy. I was traveling quite a bit, and uh, just never did have a chance to put anything together. And I, I guess it's. Uh, I probably should should have stayed off the air because maybe as a superstitious person, maybe uh, if I would have stayed off more often, we would have won more games. Ah, no, we, we did this last year and we had a pretty good season. That's right. That's true. So it's not you. So, but we can blame you. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, we had, we had a, a midweek game and everything, and it's always tough midweek games. We have a, another one coming up. So hopefully we're able to, uh, to get together on that one and work doesn't get too crazy beforehand. But let's talk yeah. about this uh, upcoming game against uh, Arkansas State. Uh, your thoughts just overall before we get uh, into specifics, but your thoughts on uh, the coaching staff and their, their season so far. Yeah, it, it, look, it's uh, it's been a struggle for Butch Jones, right? I mean, he came into a bad situation, um, needed a lot of help and lost a lot of players. Um, was two and 10 last year, two and five this year. Um, they started off, they beat a bad grambling team pretty easily, but then they've lost, uh, they lost Ohio state. You expected it. They lost to Memphis. They've lost the old dominion. They lost to Southern miss. Um, and then they lost to JMU. They did get a win against ULM, a pretty convincing win against ULM, but I don't think this is the season that, that Butch Jones or any of the coaching staff or the fans would have expected. I think they wanted a few more a few more wins, uh, you know, this season based on what they did last season, but they're not getting it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things that you, you look at. Um, yeah, I think, I think they're doing better, but at the same time, they're not, they're not, they're not doing well enough to win. So. Yeah, and I, I don't know what kind of leash uh, Butch Jones has. You know, obviously, you know, I don't think they're going to fire him this year. Now, if he goes two and ten again, you know, if he if he finishes the season without another win, you know, I think the fans will start getting a little, uh, you know, rambunctious there. Uh, this is a guy who's had success everywhere he's been. You know, he won at Central Michigan. He won at Cincinnati. He wasn't great at Tennessee, but he wasn't bad at Tennessee. Um, but I think at some point you can't have back-to-back two and ten seasons. You got to show some improvement. If he finishes with four wins this year, I think they, they, you know, at least they feel like they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, um, it, it, it's uh, sorry. I'm trying to do some quick math here as we talk, which I should have done earlier. You know, the interesting part about this since 1990, Cajuns are 21 and nine against Arkansas State. They have played um, they have played 20 games or 30 games in that time span, and uh, in that time span also, well, and then 13 and seven 
since 2000 in 20 games. But the uh, interesting part to me comes where where you get down to uh, uh, in at home since 1990, the Cajuns are 12 and two, and then uh, since 2000, the Cajuns are nine and one at Cajun Field. So the Cajuns have had a lot of success against Arkansas State here, but at the same time, the 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 Cajuns finished the season 13 and one last year, but uh you know we go up to arkansas state and i won't say late late well yeah we did lay an egg quite honestly there's no other way to Mm -hmm. there's no other way to put it it was a 28 27 game and and that's not something that i I think our fans forget too easily that this last year's team could have just as easily been um you know seven and six or seven and seven or eight and six or whatever may have been over last season where this season uh you know we're on, we're on the opposite side of the ball. So, yeah, I, I would say this um, while the, the series has been relatively lopsided recently, the games have always been, yeah, we've had a, some blowouts. Don't get me wrong. There's been a couple of blowouts here and there, but for the most part, these games have been really, really entertaining uh, on both sides. Um, their wins and our wins. There've been a couple of, like I said, there've been a couple of, really bad ones when we were really bad or they were really bad but overall this series has come down to some crazy games and it's going back to when the series really got started on a regular basis in around 88 I mean I remember some of my favorite games have been against Arkansas State I mean you and I can probably talk about the one where Brian Mitchell scored you know he scored a touchdown to win the game they got a holding call he got it back ended up scoring again on the next play. But we've had some crazy ones like the fumble that didn't occur but did occur uh, a couple of years ago. It's been a great series. Oh, absolutely. And just for reference point, though, for everybody, uh, up up at Arkansas State in, uh, since 2000, the Cajuns are four and six. And in in, uh, since 1990, we have played there 16 times. Three, four, five, six, seven. And the Cajuns are uh, nine and seven. My first uh, away game, probably, uh, well, outside of Southern Miss, I'll say. Uh, what? Yeah, probably. Well, Southern Miss, Magnesia. I'm all right. Let me, let me take that back. A team outside of the uh, was up at Arkansas State in 1995. Uh, Cajuns 33 to nine victory. I was living in Memphis at the time. So a very easy trip over to Jonesboro for me. But let's get on to the the team. Uh, and let's start out with the quarterback. I know that was uh, they had some guys last year that played. Uh, uh, we talked about it earlier when we did our Sun Belt Conference preview. Which Jones was playing a two quarterback system at the time. What's going on now? Yeah, so they've got one guy, um, and he was the guy that I think they expected to be. You know, look, this is a team that's had great success with quarterbacks over the years, and and. When Butch Jones got there, he had two good ones, and they've both gone. Logan Bonner moved to Utah State, and Lane Hatcher is at Texas State. Um, But um, he brought in a transfer from Florida State, James Blackman, who was a starter at Florida State. And uh, James Blackman was expected to, if not be the main, you know, the, the, the number one starter last year, at least split time. And he got hurt early in the season. 
and uh, wasn't able to uh, come back and play. So this year he comes in and he's, he's been the guy and he is the guy. He's like I said, he started at Florida state when he first started his career. So this is a guy with a lot of talent. He, uh, you know, it, it, six foot five, a, a, a tall guy, but 190 pounds. Uh, he's not going to run over that many guys in, uh, but at the same time, if he can hold a defender off with some yeah. longer arms, he can. I'm sure he'll be able to to uh, to be able to play. What what is his his? I won't say primary role, but what are we going to see out of him? Is he a running quarterback or is he a is he a pocket passer? What are we going to? What's that look that we're going to see? Yeah, no, he's he's a traditional pocket passer. He's a pro style quarterback. When he came out of high school, he was a four star, uh, one of the top uh, uh, pro, pro pro style quarterbacks coming out of high school out of Florida. Um, really solid. He is athletic enough to give you trouble with his legs, but he's not going to be a guy who's going to tuck it and run. He uses his legs really to stay to stay up and move around inside the pocket so he can throw the ball downfield. So he's, he's not a guy we have to worry much with about his, uh, his legs, but we do have to watch him because once he gets outside the pocket, he can make things happen with his arm. So he's a, he's a little tricky. And like you said, I think the, you know, the, the interesting thing about him is he is, he's got the, the frame for a, a, you know, a big pro style quarterback, but he doesn't have the, 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 the size. When he came out of high school, he was 160 pounds. Um, and he's put on a little bit of weight, but he's still a, a thin fella. Um, but he's, you know, he's a good one. He's having great numbers, great success this year at being the main guy. Well, all I'm going to say is I remember a, a similar quarterback, I will say, and a guy that played at Liberty and with with the pro style quarterbacks, the Cajuns have been able to hold them down. And I think that's what one thing that uh, the Cajuns have had success at so far this year. So, yeah. And look, I mean, here, here's things just to watch with him. And, and our strength has been our our defense has played very well in almost every game this year. And our defensive backs have played, I think, superb during the season. But this is a kid who's got 11 touchdowns and only one interception. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes with the football. Um, so we're going to have to play well like we have all season um, with our defensive backs. And I think that's going to be the, the key to, to stopping or at least slowing down uh, James Blackman. Well, you mentioned James Blackman. He's having a good year. What about the running back position? How are they fared there? Yeah, that's uh, that's been a, a a problem for him, to be honest with you. Um, Arkansas State was not a very good running team last year, and they're not a very good running team this year. They they lost their their best running back from last year, transferred to Texas State uh, in Lincoln Pair, um, and they've got a, a stable of guys that they're using. The main two. Or Johnny Lang, he's a returner from last year. He's a little guy. He's 5'8", 186. And then a guy that was a huge prospect out of high school, actually signed with Ohio State, didn't work out there, went to Austin P. didn't work out there. I don't think he ever played at Austin P. a guy by the name of Brian Sneed. He's a bigger player, a bigger guy, 6'1", 212. 
but they've been their main guys and and neither one of them are putting up really good numbers uh i think uh, lang's averaging 3.8 yards a carry and sneed's averaging 3.7 uh sneed does have a lot six touchdowns because he is a bigger more physical back so when they get into the red zone and they get down to the goal line he's going to be the guy that's going to be the, the the main ball carrier but none of their running backs have really put up big numbers for him this year and that's been a little bit of a problem what about the let's start out with the tight end i'm probably screwed you up on your notes here so i apologize there <laughs> but no uh, no no no, I appreciate that. Um, go ahead. You were, you were no, I, I just think that's always uh, – I, I like the tight end position. I find it always intriguing. So. Yeah. Well, this is a team that's got a good one. Um, Sedu Treor is the guy. 6'4", 225, big kid, uh, and he's a freshman. And he leads the team in both receptions and yards. He's got 28 catches on the year, 416 yards. Uh, and two touchdowns so he's he's been a surprise for them uh, when I first looked at the what was expected to be the opening day um, depth chart he was not the number one tight end he has become the number one tight end and the number one weapon for them uh, out, of the, uh, out of the receiving court but they've got some other guys as well he's not the only one but they do go to that tight end quite a bit what about the wide receivers and what are we looking at from them? What, what, who's their strength? Yeah. So we talked about how big uh, that tight end is, you know, as a height wise. Well, their, <laughs> their best receiver is a guy who's 5'5, 142. And he's this transfer from Oregon State, a guy by the name of Champ Fleming's, little bitty guy, but he's got 29 catches for 352 yards. So he's a, He's a pretty good ball player for him. He's just, like I said, he's a little bitty guy. So got to watch out for him. You know, we kind of ran into that with uh, Rice had a, a running back who was similar size-wise and, and stature and, and really gave us trouble. Um, this is a real fast, speedy guy. But they've got a couple of other guys. So guy that's really important to watch out for is a guy by the name of Tavalence Hunt. He hasn't played all season. He, he's only played in the last three games. But he was one of their leading receivers last year, um, and he's he's coming on the last three games. So I think he's going to be a guy that they're going to go to a lot. To Valence Hunt is going to be the guy we got to really watch out for. And what? Uh, any idea what what side of the ball he normally? I mean, I know it really doesn't matter right now, but, but any idea of that? Yeah, you know, he's one of their outside receivers. He's not the slot guy. He's more of a, a, you know, an outside receiver for him. He'll line up all over the field, though. I mean, I remember him from last year, and he was kind of kind of one of these guys that you'll see him almost everywhere. They'll try to get the ball into his hands because he's so dynamic as a ball player. Good deal. What are we looking at? Because no uh, offense is going to move without the offensive line. Where's the strength come from in that? there yeah so i i kind of equate this uh this offensive line similar to our offensive line um they're very young um i think on the two deep they only have two seniors listed uh, and only one of them has been a, a full-time starter another one kind of bounces in and out they've been really good in pass protection they don't give up a ton of sacks but they have not been good in run protection whatsoever. And that's kind of 
what we've seen with the Cajuns a little bit is, uh, you know, I even, I, I said it, I think on Raging Pageants, I, I, I thought uh, Wednesday night, we were really good in pass protection, giving Ben Woolridge some time, but we were, we looked terrible on, on the run game. And I think that's kind of what Arkansas State's seen uh, the same thing. They're, they're, they're big, but they're really young, mostly sophomores and freshmen on that, on that offensive line. Gotcha. What about the intangibles with, with this offense? What do we have to look for? What do we have to be, uh, I won't say afraid of, but you know, where, yeah, they, they, yeah, where do we need to take they, advantage of also? Yeah, right. No, no, no. I, I, great question. Um, the team does not, this team does not turn the ball over. Uh, and that's going to be something I'm really interested in seeing. You know, you've got the Cajuns who are one of the most, uh, one of the teams that turns the pe- uh, defense uh, offenses over more than anybody in, the, in college football, uh, going up against a team that's only turned the ball over four times. They've lost three fumbles and they threw, they've thrown one interception. So that's going to be a matchup that's going to be very interesting considering that Arkansas State likes to throw the ball, and that's where we've got, got such a ball-hawking uh, defense. The other thing is they've struggled on third-down conversions. Um, so I think I think that's where we've got to take advantage. We've got to get them off the field on third down, and that's where they've struggled. And if we can do that, um, we're going to be in, in good shape. The other thing is they struggle in the red zone to score touchdowns. They score a lot when they get there. They just don't score a lot of touchdowns. So. Um, that's going to be where we're going to have to take advantage of them. Let them if they if they want to move the ball and they can move the ball, just keep them out of the end zone. Well, I think you brought it up earlier. The play of the defensive backs with 11 interceptions this year, uh, so far through through six games, uh, is just it's 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 what you want to see out of your D backs. And I think Absolutely. I think this. Uh, I'm hoping we see another uh, uh, another game like we played at Liberty. But at the same time, out of the last 11 games played at Cajun Field, eight of them were one by one score. So it's an amazing two points, three points, three points, five points, seven points, five points, yeah. four points, seven points. Largest margin, margin of victory in all of those was 23 points. And unfortunately, yeah, the Cajuns were too- on the wrong end of that. I'm getting too I'm getting too old for those kind of games. We need to they need to win somewhere I can actually breathe during the game. Absolutely. Well, Dave, let's take our quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about the defensive side of the ball along with uh, some special teams. You've been yes, listening. Sir. We're talking tonight. We're talking football with Dave Amato. Welcome back into We're Talking. We're talking Raging Cajun football with Dave Amato. Dave, let's, let's jump right in. The de- defensive line, uh, what are they like? What do they like to play? Uh, yeah. Is it the strength of the team, or is this something uh, that Cajun running backs can uh, take advantage of? Because you mentioned it earlier tonight, talking about the Cajuns running, not able to uh, having the ability to run the ball. I think two things, in my opinion. Uh, and the Marshall game was, I don't think Jacob Cabote is fully healthy yet on his return. And we know Chris Smith is out. So yeah. I'm not saying the other running backs aren't capable. I'm just saying we haven't seen 
a whole lot from them yet either. So no, what I are, agree. I, I definitely agree with that. So what are we going to be able to do on, with the defensive line here? What is their strength there? Or who yeah, is their so strength? I, yeah, I will, I will say this. Um, the defense is still a weak point for Arkansas State. It has been for a number of years, and it still is today. They're better than they have been but they are still a team that struggles to stop defenses and they have struggled against the run quite a bit uh, this season. Um, they, they do have a special player on the defensive line by a guy by the name of Kevon Bennett. He's 6'2", 241. He plays an edge rusher. Now he's a guy who can put his hand in the ground or he can stand up. Um, you'll see him do both. He's kind of, kind of a hybrid type player. Uh, but he will be a guy that will get in and, and make some noise. He was a second team uh, all Sun Belt guy last year and, uh, you know, having a pretty good year this year. He's, he's a guy we're going to really have to watch out for. The other guy on the outside is Thurman Gathers. Um, and, and, and neither, you know, he hasn't really put up huge numbers or done anything fantastic. Kavon Bennett's the guy that you, if you're going to double team somebody on the edge, He's the guy that you've really got to watch out for. Maybe chip him with a tight end or, a, or, or keep a running back in to, you know, you know, watch him on the, on the outside. He's a little bit of a, a weapon for them. So what are in we, the, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I was going to say in, in the middle, in the middle, they got a couple of guys, but again, that the defensive line has not been, a, you know, a, a real strength for them. Uh, they do have a, a, a guy, uh, Denard Flowers, uh, who is uh, who plays in the middle, and he's he's uh, kind of been the guy that leads the team with sacks with three. So um, nobody really stands out on that defensive line that really scares you. Okay. So what about your linebackers, and is that the strength of the team? Again, I I don't I don't believe that's where the strength is either. Um, and we'll get to that in a, in a few minutes. But um, they do have a couple of guys to watch out for. Uh, a, a gentleman by the name of Jordan Carmouche, um, who, who's come in, he's a transfer that played at Houston last year, and he's played really well for them. He leads the team with tackles of 48 and 29 solo. And the other guy that's in the middle with him uh, is a guy by the name of Malik Straker. Um, he's only 5'10", but he's like second in the team in solo tackle. So those two guys are, are pretty solid players. But again, they've had some issues with the with the with the defense, specifically the front seven, um, giving up a lot of yards on the ground and a lot of yards through the air too. So it's a little bit of a they're they're equal opportunity, uh, you know, uh, offenders on defense. Okay, so... I would tell you there is one guy. He comes off the Cam Jeffrey. He's an interesting player because he's not a big guy, uh, but he plays linebacker for him. He's 5'11", 189. And he's a really good player. So, so he's a guy that I would really watch out for when he comes in. And most of their depth is very, very young. Uh, and I think that's where they get in trouble. I don't think they are bad with their starting three. It's the fact that they're so young with the guys behind them. All right. So you said not the strength at the D-line, not the strength uh, at the linebacker. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, Dave. The strength <laughs> of this team is at the defensive backs. On the defensive backs, they do have some solid players. Uh, the two starting guys on the outside are Kenneth Harris and Leon Jones. But then they've got another guy, Sammy Johnson, who played a lot for them. He comes in as a nickel corner 
all three of those guys are, are solid cornerbacks. Um, not the biggest of guys, but all three of them are really good players and have, they've both, they've all played well. Like I said, Sammy Johnson, the guy who started for them over the course of years. So he kind of comes in and plays that nickel position. So their third cornerback is a pretty good one. Um, so. You know, uh, one thing though, before we move on to the special teams is it looked to me, uh, not, not the Arkansas state game. Uh, unfortunately I did not watch a single game of college football this weekend. I had a class reunion that I was at, which was a lot of fun. Enjoyed seeing my classmates. Some of them asked me where I'm doing, talked about the podcast. So if you're listening, shout out to, uh, to my classmates there, but the, the, the game against uh, Marshall for the Cajuns, uh, one thing that I thought of, thought from the very beginning of the game, what it looked like to me was Coach Desimo looked like he had plays to get Jefferson involved in the game, in my opinion, and said, okay, you want to you be the guy on this team that catches the ball. We're going to throw it at you. But if you don't catch the ball, damn it, we're moving on. And it looked to me like Jefferson took a step forward and really stood up. I think all the receivers yeah. played really well. I, I I completely agree with you. I think that, and I don't know about the fact of, Hey, if you don't catch the ball, we're going to move on. Yeah. I will say this. I do completely agree with you that they ran specific plays to get Michael. They knew they had a little bit of a mismatch with Michael Jefferson against the, the defensive backs in at Marshall. And I think he said, I'm going to go ahead and make some plays designed to get Michael Jefferson the ball early and often in this game. And I think it made a difference because it then, because you saw it, I think the first four or five passes went to Michael Jefferson, right? Yep. And, and I think at that point they said, well, we're going to have to stop Michael Jefferson. Well, when you, when you plan on stopping Michael Jefferson, it's going to allow Dante Fleming. It's going to allow Aaron Rodgers, it's John Stevens, Jr., and, and 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 so on and so on and I know I know I'm leaving a lot of guys out. It's going to let them be one on one in positions where these guys can make catches, and they did. Peter LeBlanc was another one. Uh, Pierce Meagle had a fantastic game in that game. He was a quietly had a fantastic game in that game. Um, Neil Johnson had a really good game. Made made a couple of big catches when he needed to make big catches. So I think you're right. I think it was hey, if you can stop Michael Jefferson, go ahead but it's going to open up our offense for other people. And it did. And it, and, and both Michael Jefferson had a great game, but the other guys ended up having a great game as well. When you can have 17 re receptions and able to spread it around the way we did. I, I, I like that. I mean, I think we did a great job of that. Uh, you know, so uh, I, I, still I, think think the other, I still think, I still think they're learning how to use Lance Lejean. But, you, <laughs> you know, took the words, you took the words out of my mouth. I, I think what's going to be interesting with Lance is figuring out what to do with him. He's a special dynamic player, and they're trying to figure out how to get the ball in his hands in certain situations. And I think we saw a little bit of it, and I think we're going to see more and more of it. And remember, he's learning how to be a receiver slash tight end slash running back slash whatever. You know, he's he's our a little bit of our Taysom Hill, right? Well, that, that was going to be my next point. I would like to see him use more like Taysom Hill. The, the Taysom yeah. Hill that, that is playing now for the Saints, that's lining up back there, but is also throwing the ball. That is just I not one-dimensional running the ball. I did yeah. like the little jet sweep. It didn't work right. that time, 
but I like using him in that in that position. I think that's a perfect play for someone his size. Yeah, I I I, I think you and I are on the exact same page because I said the same thing. The other thing is, man, I did not realize how physically big he is. Right? I mean, he looks when he's running with the ball. He looks he, when he had nine when he was wearing the number nine. I, there were many times I thought he was Phil Johnson. Right now that yeah. he's number twelve, I can tell him apart, but. He's a big physical kid. He likes to run hard. That that run at the end of the game was fantastic, um, and I want to see more of it from him. I, the more we can see from that, he becomes a real weapon on this team. Absolutely. Let's move on to the special teams for uh, for uh, Arkansas State here. Let's talk about um, the kicking side of it first. Uh, what are we looking yeah. at? Yeah, they, uh, yeah, Dominic uh, Zavada has been their place kicker and he is perfect. And and I'm not saying on extra points, he's perfect on field goals. He's 10 for 10 on field goals. He's kicked four of them over 40 yards. He has a long of 46, uh, hasn't missed an extra point. He has been really, really good for them uh, all season long. So, uh, so what you're saying is we need to mention as many times as we can during the game, all of our fans, every time he comes out to get saying, Hey, you know, this guy is perfect on the season. Yeah. I, I I think every single fan that's in the stands needs to say over and over again, every time he lines up to kick, this guy has not missed one on the season. And hopefully that will make him miss one on the season. (laughs) What about on the punting side of the ball? So the punting side's a little interesting as they have used two different guys and I'm not exactly sure why. And the, the new guy has punted in the last three games only, but he hasn't been the only punter. They, Ryan Hansen started the season, was the main punter for the first uh, three games for them or four games for them. And then uh, in the last three, um, a gentleman by the name of William Persistup has taken over and he has punted that. He has been really good. Um, he has six punts in the last three games for a 47.83 yard average. So he is booting the heck out of the ball. But the other guy wasn't bad. He was averaging almost 44 yards a punt. So both of them are good. I don't know why this other gentleman has taken over half of the punts, but they are splitting time as punter. And it could be just field position, where he's kicking from. Maybe he's got a little bit better leg, one's better at pooch punting. I don't know. I, well, I, I can't figure out why they're splitting the time. That that was going to be my hypo- hypothesis there, that uh, Hanson is probably better at uh, putting the ball inside the 20, whether it's a corner kick or doing whatever he needs. The, usually a guy with a big leg likes to boom it and, and – uh, and I don't know, maybe one of them's a freshman and gets a little, you know, you're not trying to put yeah. him in that position yet. So, and, and, and it, and it is the, the, the new punter um, is the one who I think is a freshman when I looked at it, if I'm not mistaken. So, so it could be a little bit of both trying to split time between the guys. Like I said, it wasn't because one wasn't doing a good job. Uh, they both are kicking the ball fairly well, but it could be just situational punting. Um, yeah. So. All right. So uh, Chris Smith, possibly in for the game uh maybe not but what is it going to be like back there for our uh our special teams player who's doing the kickoff for them 
what's he got kind of yeah. leg yeah so um they they have a you know a, a third guy uh, so their kickoff specialist has been tristan Matson. um he's kicked off 41 times he's about 62 yard average about half of them have been touchbacks so he's got a really strong leg um he's a guy who puts like i said half of them in the end zone chris smith if he's back there will get a chance to return some um but but yeah a lot of them will be behind him so we'll we won't really get a great look but he might get one or two that he gets a chance to run hopefully he doesn't get many he gets to run back because that means they aren't kicking off very often what about their return guys it, it, do they have two separate it's, one let's talk let's talk about the uh, punt returner first yeah it's uh it's it's johnny lang for both but johnny lang uh their their main one of their two main running backs has been their punt returner uh, he's got eight returns on the season for 55 yards. He's got a long of 15. I think he's a guy that, uh, you know, nothing special. He's going to catch the ball. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. And he's just going to try to get the ball in his hands and make, you know, get a couple of yards when he can. He's nothing spectacular. Hasn't broken any on the punt side of the, uh, of the, uh, of the game. What about on the, uh, his kickoff returns then? So kickoff return, he has been much better. Um, and, and, and as we've seen, there's a difference between being a punt returner and a kick returner, right? I mean, I don't know if we stick Eric Guerra back there if he's as good as a kick returner as he is punt returner and vice versa with Chris Smith. Um, but, but Johnny Lang's been, been better at, at kickoffs. Um, he's got 23 returns. He's been their main guy. Uh, he's got a, almost a 28-yard average. Now, factored into that was he had a 98-yard kickoff return. But even when you take that 98-yarder out of there, he's still averaging uh, over 25 yards of return, which, you know, you get a short kick, right? You get a kick to the five, and you return to 25 yards, you're out to the 30. So I think uh, he's a guy we got to watch out for. But our special teams coverage, except for one play uh, against Marshall, has been really good. So I, I, I'm not super concerned. We just got to stay in our lanes and make tackles like we did against Marshall and like we've done most of the season. You brought up a couple of things there uh, that I want to touch on again, mainly on the Cajun side of the ball. You mentioned uh, Eric Guerra. You know, I, I just find it interesting when I'm, when I'm spotting that the majority of the punt returners seem to be running backs. Uh, and, and the majority of the kick returners are a combination of running backs and wide receivers. We seem to be one of the few teams that uses a defensive back uh back yeah. there to return punts and the part that i find interesting is that there's the old saying that there's a reason they're on their defensive back and not wide receivers you know so so, so you you brought up a good point i'll i like to tag on to that i i remember when eric Guerra first started returning punts for us and i he was a guy who made me so nervous back there because he was so dangerous but he was also a guy that bobbled a lot of them, right? He'd make big mistakes when he first started. I, I'm telling you, every time he got, I don't mind him trying to return. A, he returned one against the Marshall game that she, he should have fair caught. There was no question about it. He should have fair caught it. But I don't have a problem with him because he's so dangerous. And he's, and look, I might be jinxing him by saying this, but he yeah, has thanks, a bobble. Dave. Yeah, he hasn't bobbled. That's Dave Amato saying that, everyone. <laughs> Dave Amato, not Craig Malosso. He hasn't, he hasn't bobbled or made a mistake in a long time as a punt returner. And he is 
He is one of the best punt returners I've seen for the Cajuns in a long, long time. He is he's special when he gets the ball in his hands. Well, he is also the uh, the return. Uh, if Chris Smith is not able to play, he will be the returner back there on on kickoff returns as well, or as has has been since the season started. Doesn't mean that'll happen again. I I so I should state that. So well, I Dave. do hope I I do hope that we get uh, Chris Smith back this week, and I think that will help the running game. And, and, and I really hope uh, Jacob Kabodi continues to get healthy. I do think that would make our running game much, much more efficient. I think that, and I think just the the, the offensive line, uh, you know, the offensive line playing together as a team makes a difference because as a team, you can hide some inconsistencies or some uh, – um, not just since you can you can hide some flaws if you yeah. play as a team you know who to help who's going to help out with who and all that and uh so it, it's going to be uh you know and, and i think if we can get uh landon burton at, at center full not nothing against Dave, but uh i think landon burden if, if he's if he's healthy is a much bigger presence there in the center for us i agree with that so, Dave, any last words of wisdom before we sign off for the evening? I don't, I don't have, you know, I don't have any words of wisdom. Um, but no, I look, I, it's going to be fun. The rest of the season is going to be fun. We've got, you know, six more games to play, uh, and they're all going to be important. So uh, this is the, you know, we've got a couple of games in a row. Uh, this one and Southern Miss that we are going to be favored to win. We got to go out and play well. And I think if we do, and we come out of this at five and three, all of a sudden it, it looks a little bit better. The team starts playing a little bit better. The confidence is there. I think this team has an opportunity to, to make some noise late in the season and get bowl eligible. And, and look, this is, we knew it was going to be a different year with coach Dez. He's, he's going to put his stamp on this team. I'd like to see this team finish the year strong. Right. And I think if we do that, it'll be exciting. Absolutely. I think this is, uh, uh, it's the start of something new. So, uh, you, you, you can't win the rest of them if you don't win the next one. So that's right. That's exactly right. I, uh, yeah, that's I, my I'm, words excited. I'm excited. I've got, uh, I've got two people coming with me to this game that, that haven't been to a Cajun game in a long time. Uh, mostly because they live out of town, they live out of town. Um, so it'll be good to have a few more people there. And if everybody else can bring some fans to the game, that's what we need. Exactly. Well, Dave, I appreciate your time as always. We will uh, hopefully be able to chat again next week before the Southern Miss game. Yes, uh, sir. Get up early one morning and do your due diligence. And uh, Southern Miss, uh, That's. let me just check something real quick before we sign off. So I thought I had pulled it up. It must be... Uh, well, I did not pull it up. I must have thought I pulled it up or I lost it. Oh, here it is. Uh, see. Southern Miss plays Texas State, though. But I did read where their uh, quarterback is out for the season. Yeah, yeah. They've had this that poor team has had all kind of quarterback issues in the last couple of years. And, and this year has been no exception. So 
they've got they've got some really good Sunbelt games this week uh, yep. that are going to be fun to watch. That's one because both teams are right around 500. Obviously, with Cajuns are important for us, but Georgia Southern Old Dominion should be good. Marshall James Madison uh, Wednesday night Troy South Alabama. So I mean, I'm sorry, Thursday Troy uh, South Alabama Georgia State App State on Wednesday. So yeah, we'll get Sunbelt's going to have some good games this weekend. Yep. And uh, one thing I will not discount, though, is uh, Southern Miss without a quarterback being able to beat anybody. Uh, uh, well, they'll put ask our friends from north there. of here. <laughs> ask our friends from north of here, Louisiana Tech. How you feeling, baby, with your last game against Southern Miss? So, yeah, no, no, no. So I guess I shouldn't talk weekend. trash until until the game's over. So. Yeah, it'll be a good game of college football, a good weekend of college football, good week of college football in the Sun Belt. So uh, watch Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. We got a lot of good football going on. Yeah. All right, Dave, we'll chat with you uh, hopefully early next week, and we'll we'll preview that uh, Southern Miss game. You've been listening to We're Talking with Craig Malosan and Dave Amato, and we've been talking Raging Cajun football. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.